Welcome, everyone. It is Friday afternoon, and it is 1 p.m. Um, we are off to our weekly uh, breaking into cybersecurity, and today we have Alyssa McCleary. Um, I saw her story. She talked about how she came from real estate to cybersecurity, and that's haven't isn't one that I've seen before, so I was definitely interested. And I'm sure that there's uh, others coming from different fields that wanted to understand um, how could one come from real estate to cybersecurity? What were the parallels, and what were some of the, the some of the steps in your journey that you took? Um, so, uh, Alyssa, do you want to give us a little bit of background about yourself? Like, um, why real estate, and then why cybersecurity? Yes. Um, so I went, well, I went to college for speech and hearing um, at Ohio State, and I wanted to work with kids. Um, and then after college, like, didn't really do that. And then I started learning about real estate because um, I was thinking about retirement. <laughs> and so I started learning about, uh, like, rental properties and just, you know, how to retire earlier, starting younger. Um, so I did that for a couple years and bought a couple rental properties. I was most mostly focused on the invest investment side. Mm -hmm. um, but then I just got kind of, I was feeling like I wanted to be a part of a team. Like I didn't want to be working so independently. And um, so I met a friend. I had, I was around a friend and he's, he works in cybersecurity and he was telling me about it. He was like, you know, there's not a lot of women in it. And um, basically, if you have a degree, like you can start entry level and especially in sales. So, yeah, I, I got really interested when he was telling me about it. I was talking on the phone with him for like hours, like making him talk to me it was just about like what it's like. And like, am I really qualified for this? Like, can I really get into this? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess the long, the longer story would be that I networked like crazy on LinkedIn. This was at the start of the pandemic. So it was in March and, um, yeah, just sending messages like crazy. Like, does anyone know anybody hiring? Um, eventually got an interview and started as a, a cold caller basically. Okay. Well, we, we can get into into that journey. Um, <clears throat> so welcome everyone that that's just joining us now. Um, Alyssa just kind of talked about her backstory. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on your favorite podcast audience, follow us on YouTube. Um, so Alyssa, so you're talking to your friend, he's telling you about cybersecurity, like, what were your first thoughts? Because is this the first time that you heard about cybersecurity and like, what do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was the first time I heard about cybersecurity as, as a job. Yeah. In any okay. kind of capacity that I could be in it. <laughs> like okay. obviously I heard about it in like the news. Um, but yeah, never, never really thought about it until that conversation with him. Okay. Uh, and what, what you, you said, could I really be in it? Like, what were some of those thoughts? Like, um, what ran through your head when when you were really asking those questions? Um, like, I thought of it as you would have, like, coding and things like that. Um, 
like I don't have any kind of IT background and mm -hmm. my the person who hired me actually between my first interview and my second interview he um was like okay like we like you you should read this uh networking plus study guide so I did I read like the first 10 chapters and I was going crazy because I wanted to like get this job so bad so I was mm -hmm. reading it like eight hours a day or something like for a week because mm -hmm. I only had so much time between to like to the next interview um so I thought that's what I was what it was going to be like like uh having to know so much about networking and and just like how computers work and everything so I would th say that's a big misconception is that you have to be very technical to there's technical sides of it obviously mm -hmm. but there's there's also there's it's you know an industry that has many disciplines within it absolutely uh, and that's one of the things that I love to highlight um, all the time that it, it's so broad and there's so many different aspects of it. Um, so let's talk about your journey. Uh, you said you were on LinkedIn, you were cold calling, messaging, networking, like what worked and what didn't work as part of that process? Because it sounds like you tried a lot of things. Yeah, well, I wasn't cold calling um, for like to get the job, but I was sending a lot of messages on LinkedIn. Um, so the guy, he had actually been in the industry, the friend of mine um, had been in the in industry for like several years. And this was a passion of his was to get, especially women into the into the industry. So he was like all hands on deck, like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Like, this is what you're gonna do. So some of his network I sent messages to of just like, do you know anybody hiring? Like, or just can we have a conversation about what it's like to work in cybersecurity? And eventually that led, SecureWorks was where I wanted to be. Like that was like my top one. So I was more heavily focused on networking there. Um, and then eventually, you know, went through people to get to the right person who what happened to be hiring. And uh, yeah, but I had sent a lot of messages. Like if I would go back and look at how many I sent, like leading up to when I started really like focusing on SecureWorks, uh, I don't even know how many there would be, but I, it was like a full-time job. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because oftentimes people, um, they're either expecting a quick win or um, they feel dissuaded that you're trying so hard and you're not getting any results. So um, why the shotgun approach? And then how did you get to finding your dream company, uh, in this case, SecureWorks, and singling them out? Like, what was the difference in strategies that you used to get there? Um, so I guess, like, with SecureWorks, it, like, how I identified that one was just because um, from what I had heard, they have a reputation for taking in people from lots of different places and training them. So I would, and, and they have a good reputation. So I was like, if I can start there, then like throughout my career, you know, I always have that. Um, but I would say every, every, every other company that I was uh, trying to break into or just get to know people there was recommendations of my friend, um, other companies that he worked in. I was even going as far as like applying for like telecommunications and stuff. And I was like, ah, that's really not what I want, but maybe if that's where I have to go and then try to pivot to cybersecurity from there, like that's what I'll do. 
Um, thankfully, you know, I didn't have to do that, but yeah. <laughs> you use that shotgun approach. Like, um, did, were you, did you feel like you were failing? What, what were you feeling when you were doing these hundreds of messages and not getting any results? Well, I was especially feeling like I didn't know if it was going to go anywhere because it was, you know, the pandemic. So, um, I didn't think anybody was hiring, but, uh, I was very ready to not to, to be in a company, to be like, you know, an employee, um, that I just put all my time into it. Um, that, I mean, there's so many, there's so many options with cybersecurity. There's so many companies that are specialized in different things that there are a lot of options, but, um, I would say narrowing down the companies that you want to go to and really, really researching those and being able to talk about them like passionately mm-hmm. and, and understanding the differences between them at some level to, to show like that you care. Cause it's, it's definitely a passion. You have to be passionate in, the, in this industry, I think. Um, l- let's talk about narrowing it down. One second. The downsides to a live podcast. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about your approach to narrowing it down. Like, how did you know which aspect of cybersecurity you wanted to be in? Or was it always from the beginning that you wanted to start in sales? Um, yeah, it was definitely sales. Okay. Yeah, I knew I wanted to do that. <laughs> but how did you know what you wanted to sell? Like what sort of service? Or was it just because um, you had heard about SecureWorks and their offering that like that's what drew you to them? Yeah, I would say like the main thing with SecureWorks that drew me to them was, was the reputation for like training people into mm-hmm. it. Like because I did feel like um, it was a big hurdle for me to transition. Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking, where is the company that's going to allow me to be the most successful trans- transition in from no technical experience? Mm-hmm. And then um, let's talk about the interview process. So outside of one of the interviewers telling you to research like the Network Plus book, Um, What else did you do to prepare for this interview for this dream company of yours? Uh, Well, I talked to all the people that I had talked to before the interview. Uh (laughs) I was like, okay, like now, now tell me more. Tell me different things. Like what what are they, what are they going to expect from me? Like how, how can I prepare? Um, So I learned more about the company. I read through the website, like probably a dozen times, like every word. And, um, I, you know, when you're in high school and you get a, a cheat sheet for a test and you write like really, really tiny across the whole thing. Uh So I did that with like every possible like interview question (laughs) and it wasn't even, you know, I didn't even look at it, but it's just like the act of of doing it. And Mm -hmm. I guess the the security of like, I know it's there Mm -hmm. if I need it. Um, but the the interview was way, way easier than I made it out to be in my head. Um, 
Nice. And yeah, I thought they were going to like ask me stuff about from the book, like from the mm -hmm. Networking Plus book. And yeah. Um, so really, I, I, it seemed like they're just looking for people who are willing to work hard, who can adapt and um, have a good attitude. <laughs> and and I, I know one of the things that I, I emphasize a lot is transferable skills. So what were some of the transferable skills in your point of view from real estate or what you've done previously um, to this role? And how did it help you become more successful in the role? Um, I would say like in real estate, it's a very independent thing. So being able to like be a self-starter and not having to have, you know, somebody over you making you do what you do, like you're just doing what you have to do because it's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, I would say working with people for sure, um, having and understanding like what is actually going into the decision to buy or sell um, and researching, like just having the desire to, to learn a lot about something to be better at it. Um, yeah. Working with numbers, too, I guess, is just a good life skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so one of the comments you got, good good for you for sticking with it, um, mm -hmm. from Shay Aurora. Thank you for listening, uh, Sheree. Um, so now you're in the role, and this is a field that's, like you mentioned, kind of new to you. What do you do to stay successful? Like, how do you keep up with what's happening? Um, how do you deal with your role, like selling a, a cybersecurity product? Like, what are some of the things you do to become success, to stay successful in your role? Yeah. Um, well, in cybersecurity, it's yeah. very um, day to day changing, always changing. So you you have to be always learning. Um, I would say reading the news. LinkedIn is a huge um, asset because people especially if you're following the right people to do what you want to do, the direction you want to head in life. So, you know, reading the, the articles that people share, the, the comments that people share, it, it's just a good way for everybody to, to stay current. Um, so that's a big thing making as my friend and I were my colleague and I um, have been making the videos, which is how you found me. Um, just trying to think outside the box and just making like making content that's security related has helped us learn so much because not only do we have a reason to learn more because we're like, okay, let's, let's keep talking. Let's talk about the next thing. Like what else do we want to learn that we can share with people? Um, so I feel like you have to find a way to make it fun, make the learning fun. Um, and storytelling is a big, big part of learning and, being able to story tell what you're learning to somebody else. Um, and it's a little difficult because now work remote work is so common. It, it makes it a little more difficult to share ideas with people as you would in the office. I think I never worked in the office cause I got hired in, in COVID, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just trying to be adaptive that way. So for, for those that might not have come across uh, the videos that you're doing, um, tell tell the listeners, the watchers, a little more about what that is, um, why you started it. Um, go, go in a little more detail there. 
Yeah, so um, Blair Bravo and I make two-minute videos every Tuesday. We call it Two Minute Tuesday. Um, we started it only two months ago or something, and we started it because we felt that there's a lot of experts who talk on cybersecurity, and we are brand new to this, and there's a lot of intrigue with cybersecurity, and there's so few people that understand it. That's why this industry is so great to get into. Um, so we were like, let's try to make some videos about what we're learning and try to just keep it as low level as we can. Um, and it's a learning process. But from that, we have learned so much more because we have to research so much to make them. And then it, it's like you have this all this research and it's like, okay, now we're going to make it like this. <laughs> so how do you, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. um, but it's been fun and it's, it's a good way to just share knowledge about cybersecurity at a low level. There's people that are way more sophisticated than us. So that's not really, it's not really for that. It's just for kind of common people, I suppose. And Let's talk about that research, because I think for anyone that's interested in the field, like you mentioned, like keeping up with the times is a requirement. Um, and initially you mentioned just following the right people on LinkedIn. But I think more the key to your secret is the research that you're doing for these videos. So like what's the research process? Like where do you go? How do you come up with these ideas? How do you dig deep and um, find that material so that you can represent it? in a way that's more uh, digestible for the, for the common audience? Mm. Well, we are very lucky because we have access to a lot of resources within our company and it's been very well received. So we've had a lot of people internally reach out to us like, hey, you know, this is what I do. Um, let's chat. Maybe I can help you with, with your videos. Like, here's a blog topic. Like, what do you think about doing something about this? Um, so that's been amazing. And, and we at some point want to start branching out further, but uh, there's so many awesome people that work at SecureWorks that are threat researchers and um, incident response people. So there's a ton to cover. Um, but at the same time, we, we like talking about that technical stuff and making it a little bit more digestible. But we also like talking about the business problems related to cybersecurity, because that is obviously something that goes into it. The process for bringing it down to two minutes is um, complicated. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, I, I don't know really how to describe it. We, we try to take out key points and running through it a bunch of times and, and trying to get it to flow naturally. But we've only done 12 videos so far, so we're still still figuring it out. But yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds really exciting. And I mean, that's how these podcasts started. We, we started um, close to three years ago and it, it started out from individuals asking us on LinkedIn comments, like, can we have more advice on this, on that? And that's how these podcasts started. So keep up at it. Um, I'm sure it's great for your, your personal brand as well, because um, outside of your immediate group, it sounds like you're getting noticed within your company. 
So as you're looking to grow within your company and in the future externally, you have that that great personal brand that you're building. Um, so for for others that are interested in the field that might be coming from different areas, what uh, tips and tricks do you have for them as they're considering cybersecurity as a potential option? Um, well, when I first started, I, I would read news articles and stuff, but it was so much more complicated to me. So I didn't, um, didn't really retain any of it. Now I can read those things and, and I understand like, what they're saying. Um, so I would say finding somebody who will mentor you in a sense, whatever that might mean, whether that's like an hour call every week or just LinkedIn messages here and there, um, who can at least expose you to different cybersecurity companies that are coming up where there might be opportunities. Um, listening to podcasts. So there are several cybersecurity podcasts. There's one, I don't remember, Cybersecurity Today. It's based in Canada and it's only six minutes. And it's like, here's like a quick story that's really easy to understand on cybersecurity. So listening to that every day or every week, whatever it is, um, I think is at least enough to help sow a seed and get familiar with like the language and the the names of companies, the names of topics, um, and and getting you more curious about it. So then you snowball effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And for those that like want to get from where you mentioned it was complex to it's easy, uh, do you have tip, tips or tricks for them? Um, for absorbing the, the information quicker, things that you learned along the way, um, like that cheat sheet you mentioned, um, any other tricks like that? Um, yes. So you have a little community here of people who are trying to do the same thing. So I would say um, those people getting together and having like, how, like how dedicated are you to this? Like what if you have 30-minute you know, sessions every week where you talk about what you learned in cybersecurity and, and who you met who might be helpful to everybody else. Um, I think everything comes down to networking and mm-hmm. just putting yourself in positions to to be exposed to different people than you normally would and letting seeing where that will take you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that we're all a lot more online now and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's it can be used to your advantage. Like you have access to thousands of people, millions of people in cybersecurity, whereas if you weren't so connected, you wouldn't be so close to those people. Absolutely. Um, and when it comes to being online and being connected, have you gone to things like virtual conferences or anything like that um, during your, your cybersecurity career or not as yet? Um. Yeah, conferences like internally, um, mm-hmm. none, none really externally. We've had different events. Um, I'm hoping that I can go to a conference in person. <laughs> that 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 sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and so for for those that are um, along their journey, um, 
kind of re-highlight like how many times you applied or um, a little more about the struggles of your journey because we, we, we highlighted it a bit, but I think uh, for someone coming from a non-technical background in a non-technical field, like the, the struggles are really hard. Um, so discuss that a little more for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably, when I say it was a full-time job, like it was a full-time job for probably a month, just between like updating the resume, sending out all these messages on LinkedIn, um, putting, you know, updating my resume according to each job application mm -hmm. uh, to kind of like reflect their language and everything. Uh, I don't really recall exactly how long I was doing that for, like maybe maybe like two months full time mm -hmm. of, of all that stuff. Um, and also spending a lot of time with, with my friend in Florida who was helping me get into this and mm -hmm. just learning from him. Um, I think I did meet another person who was also in the industry in Florida. Um, but yeah, just when people would respond to me, like anybody who would talk to me on the phone <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I was aggressive, I would say, um, <laughs> but it worked out. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, th that's kind of what you have to take, what or what what it takes, right? If you're really passionate about it. Um, and would you say that you use social engineering to um, progress your career? Um, yes, I would say. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like with SecureWorks, it was um, you know I didn't just put in a resume and, and wait for them to call me. Like I was like talking to everybody I could so that by the time it was like this, this one guy was hiring and uh, John Portales, uh, when he was hiring, then by the time it got to the VP, other people were like, oh yeah, Alyssa, like I've talked to Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely important, right? Um, having yeah. that reputation. So, and did you feel that um, because you did all that pre-networking ahead of time that when you, you came on board, like, you already knew a lot of people or was it still like the first day in school? Um, yeah, I didn't know a lot. Like SecureWorks is like 2,500 uh, people in the company. Plus I was talking to people that weren't necessarily who I would be working with. Mm -hmm. So I, so a couple of the people I haven't talked to since, since I came in, cause we just don't work, you know, like that. Um, but yeah, it, it was so overwhelming. Oh my gosh. Especially cause it, you're home and you can only share messages with people and video calls and everything. So you don't necessarily have that like camaraderie with the new person of like, Oh, we both don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, so it felt like a lot of pressure. So I would say when you get started, don't freak out because everybody feels the same way. Everybody feels really overwhelmed and feels like they'll never get it. And it's a complicated you know, industry, like it is, you have to also appreciate that and, and give yourself a break, which Blair is very good about reminding us like, okay, this is, this is difficult stuff. Like it's okay if we, it takes us a little while if we make mistakes or uh, yeah, say the wrong thing. <laughs> good, good. 
that that having someone that's supportive in your network, that mentorship, like you mentioned, that networking, uh, those are all very important factors. Um, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey. Um, hopefully, we can do another session in maybe two or three years and see how far your career has progressed, and uh, we can have an alumni session and and you can share how you progress your journey and all those things. Um, but again, for all the listeners, um, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, on podcasts, uh, follow us and reach out to listen and, and share if you've been inspired by her so that she sees the impact that um, sharing her journey has had on you. Because um, I think all too often, like, we don't realize how we impact other people. And if someone reaches out and was like, yeah, Alyssa, your story really helped me. And um, I came from here to here, like, you, you would appreciate it that you took the time and you came here. So um, thank you so much, everyone, and have a great rest of your Friday. Thank you. Bye.